everybody. Welcome back to Success in Christ. It has been a minute. I believe the last interview that I did was back in March of this year. And I tell you what, it feels so good to be back behind this microphone again. You know what, guys? I have been looking at the numbers and I am just amazed at the fact that my numbers on this podcast are still up, that there are still people listening. God is so good. He is so awesome. I have received uh, several emails from individuals saying that they've been listening to uh, my past podcast and that they're interested and want to know if I'm going to be doing some more. And I've just been so busy doing other things. And I just thought that maybe no one was listening anymore. What I tell you what, it just feels so good to know that the stories of these individuals that I have talked with in the past are getting out and that people are still enjoying their testimonies and are still being blessed by their testimonies. And uh, today, this interview that I'm doing with Sarah Broyhill Anderson. This was God. This was definitely divine intervention because I wasn't sure if I was going to continue doing Success in Christ podcast. And I remember telling or praying and asking God, you know, just saying, God, if you want me to continue these podcasts, I'll do whatever you want. But please just send someone my way that is interested in being interviewed. And lo and behold, I get a message from Sarah telling me about her book and was interested in uh, coming on the show and talking about her book. And guys, this has been one of the best interviews that I have ever done. God is just awesome. God is just awesome the way he orchestrates things. So, um, you know, it is my prayer that everyone has been doing fairly well during or been doing well, not fairly well. It's my prayer that everybody has been doing well this year. I know this has been a tough year for so many of us. I know my husband and I have just been in prayer for everybody that has been affected by COVID-19, those who have suffered loss, those who have uh, suffered illness, Those who are just going through financially, mentally, you know, there's just so much and it is just our prayer that you are staying strong, that you are staying in in the faith and remembering that God is still on the throne. God is still on the throne. And just to um, remember to use this year as a testimony of how you made it out, of how you you stayed strong, you stayed faithful, and uh, you trusted God. You trusted God at his word, which is what success in Christ is all about. And so... Um, you guys, I'm still here. My email is still the same, info at successinchrist.net. If you guys need prayer, if any of you just want to uh, share your testimony, email me. Let me know that you would like to share what God has done for you. I am eager and just waiting to hear from some of you guys. I would love to have you on the show or just to read some of your letters. Guys, today, Sarah Broyhill Anderson is on the show and she is talking to us about her ministry. She is talking to us about her brand new book that is out that is titled The Best is Yet to Come. This interview was so enjoyable and I cannot wait for you guys to listen to her testimony and just uh, all of the wonderful things that God has done for her and that God is still doing in her life through the ministry, through the book, um, in her family. God is just awesome and he's still in the blessing business. So now let's go ahead and turn our attention to this interview that I have for you guys today. I know you're going to love it. Stick around and listen. Let's listen to Sarah Broyhill Anderson. Sarah, thanks for being on today's show. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. This is a fabulous podcast. And I am so happy to have you. So yeah, I have been reading up on you, Sarah, and there is a lot to talk about in this episode. And first of all, I just want (laughs) to say again, thank you for Um, being on the episode, you are the first guest of 2021 and I'm so grateful to have you here. Um, 
again, doing some reading on you and um, you have been a busy woman for God. I see that you have worked uh, in several ministries that God has placed on your heart. You're a wife, you're a mother, um, you're a dog owner, you're an author, you're a (laughs) ministry leader. I mean, is there anything that you do not do? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, no, I do all the grunt work, you know, the clean, the right. toilets. I do all, you know, the mother work, the wife right. work. The, right. And that's know, what we do. Even the ministry work is, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> it's part of the, it's, it comes with the territory, right? Right. It does. But you know what? I, I enjoy every bit of it. I do too. Right. Right. I do too. Well, yep. again, Thank you for being here. Let's talk about um, let's talk about these your, the ministries that um, you have. I was reading your bio, and even in your bio, you start out talking about the ministries that God has uh, given you charge over. Uh, the first one being the Moms of Faith, and I know we were talking a little bit before the show, and you told me that turned into another ministry uh, that is now Fruits of Faith. So um, just start at any point telling us about these ministries that God has placed on your heart, your heart and how they've evolved. Involved and how you've gotten to the point mm-hmm. you are now where you have, have a book that's out. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, yeah, just go ahead mm-hmm. and start there. Okay. Well, they are all tied together, you know, and that's what um, I think is so wonderful about your platform, A Success in Christ, because you can see how God weaves our stories into his purpose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good and the bad, the ugly and the blessings. Yeah. And, um, I, my story started with, um, well, I guess the way God told me literally was vanity and seeking after the things of this world. I didn't realize that that was something that he didn't want for me. Cause I believed that I was a Christian and that I was, um, you know, in love with Christ. But I also, when things got tough, I decided to give God kind of the silent treatment. And I really wanted success in the world more than anything. Mm-hmm. That said, um, he has his ways with those he, you know, that love him and he has called according to his purpose. And so he allowed some things in my life to happen where I didn't get that validation that I wanted. And so I, um, you know, I had, I fell back on, on him. I really fell back on him which is not falling back. It's really falling up, right? It's, it's the right place to be. He, mm-hmm. he did lead me in the right direction. That said, when I was a young mother then of one child, I uh, really didn't know what to do. I was a lawyer. So that's part of the success thing. I really wanted to be a very successful attorney and I had done well in law school, had done well at my first job. And then I had a sickness and I just, I ended up having to quit everything. But, um, he plopped a Bible study on my lap one day. I was invited to a Bible study. Then after a couple of sessions, the ladies asked if I would continue it. And I thought, why would you want me <laughs> to continue this study? You know, but I guess they saw something, heard something, uh, teachings that I had. And so then I ended up facilitating it and then an acronym for morning out for moms because we're all young moms needing an out a morning out and we had a child care set up so that we could actually be free from that distraction and that eventually evolved into a more mature study that was fruits of faith say that again so that's where i am now say that part again um because it cut out you said the the acronym stands for what again morning out for moms okay okay faith so m is morning 
out and then moms for a faith because we needed a morning out to study the word right, without yes. the distraction and the, you know, the day in and day out daily grind of just raising small kids, which is such a blessing. There's no doubt, but right. it was lovely to be able to meet together, have a cup of coffee. And, and there's a lot of Bible studies like that now, but when right. I lived in the Northeast and this was the early two thousands, there really were none. There were very few, you know, there were some national ones, you know, some of the bigger ones, but uh, it was really a breath of fresh air for a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And so you said it evolved into now um, fruits of faith. Yes. So fruits of faith and that actually going back to my experience before my, uh, I guess you could call it my regeneration as a Christian in my early twenties, I had a dream where I was in a, I guess you could call an or, orchid or orchard, orchard, um, orchard, oh my uh-huh. goodness, it's too late, orchard. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but there are only three trees in the orchard and it was a dead tree that I knew in my dream was, it emanated like an evil type sense. And I wanted to get away from it. I walked to the next tree. It was a big evergreen tree with candles on every branch lit. It was beautiful. And I was mesmerized by it. Then I moved on to another tree that was a maple tree and it was shedding its fruit and bearing fruit, really, you know, um, the helicopters, I like to call them. Mm -hmm. And I bent down and I picked one up and it was shaped. This is before, before I had kids. It was shaped like a embryo. You know, if you just take one of the maple seeds, you know, it's kind of shaped like that little bean. And, um, you know, and so what I did is I, uh, in my dream, I picked it up and I, it, I received a message from God in my dream that I was going to be a mother. But at that time I didn't want anything to do with motherhood or anything to do with giving to someone else. I wanted just success for myself. And so I said, no, I said in my dream, I said, no, I rejected that. And I started falling and I knew in my dream where I was falling to, I was falling away from God. And, you know, the only place that God, you know, is, does not exist. And so I immediately changed my mind, changed my tune. And I yelled out, yes, Jesus. Yes. And I woke up to being baptized in the Holy spirit over and over and over again. And I didn't know what that was because. I was walking more in my own way, not God's ways. I mean, I might've gone to church occasionally, but I wasn't like really steeped in the word. And so this is my early twenties. And so being that experience was amazing to me. I didn't even know that existed, you know? And so of course, many, many years later, I found out that that was called baptism in the Holy spirit. And, um, it was just waves and waves and waves of electricity running through my body. So I knew that that was dream was special and it, you know, if you ever have a dream like that, and I'm not saying that it's prophetic, but it's like a, like a watchman's dream or anything message that God wants to give you. Um, a lot of times he'll confirm it with an immediate confirmation, even though it has spiritual meaning. And we moved to the Northeast from the Midwest about a couple months after that, maybe six months after that, we didn't know if Brian was going to get this promotion or not. And so we didn't know. And the, housing market was so hot that you could not get a little even starter home like we wanted without um it just was hard to get one of those houses and so we actually ended up buying it on the internet and so we never saw this house so we never we only saw pictures on the internet and it didn't have any pictures of the backyard i was in this backyard of this house after we moved there 
and I was five months pregnant with a little belly, <laughs> which I didn't plan. And my husband and I did not plan. And I bent down and I picked up a helicopter from the backyard of this house. Mm. And I stood up and that dream came flooding wow. back to me. <laughs> and thinking, I'm pregnant now. I picked up a helicopter and I looked around and this little house had three trees in the backyard, a wow. dead dogwood and a huge evergreen and a maple tree. And those are the that only three trees in this backyard. Amazing. <laughs> right. I know. And I thought, okay, that dream was just confirmed. If the, you know, if the baptism and the Holy spirit didn't confirm it, that experience did because I yeah. we did not uh, plan on getting pregnant. Uh, you know, I was, I had moved and got another job. And so I figured I would, you know, excel at this job and found out I was pregnant and I just got this job. So I had to tell the you know, employer, um, yeah, you just hired me and I'm pregnant, you know, mm -hmm. but, yeah. um, yes. Yeah, so that was interesting. That was interesting. Wow. And so fruits of faith, sorry, long story short, fruits of faith is based on that. Okay. That is amazing. God has a way of getting our attention, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. Of, of I mean, some us, of us like me, I don't know about you. Yeah, he has a way of making us act right, even when we don't want to. I mean, he has a way of making us say yes, even with that fear. <laughs> fear will do it, yes. you know. Fear will definitely do it. But that is a that is a, an amazing testimony. That's an amazing testimony. And yes, definitely, it, it was definitely got my attention. Yeah, it was life changing. Yeah. It really altered. It really got my attention. It really yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So I want to go back to the, to to that because it's just so amazing. So you wake up, you you were feeling um, you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, what did you do after that? Immediately after, how did how did uh, it was a life changing moment? How did your life change at that moment? You know, you would think that I would you know immediately drop everything selfish and start bearing fruits of the spirit, you know, or like <laughs> starting a, a amazing ministry right then and there, but it was still small steps. It yeah. was a gradual turning back to God. I knew though, and probably immediately afterwards, I didn't, since I had never heard of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I grew up Presbyterian. I don't know that they talk about it that much. Um, and so I didn't know if I was imagining this. I clearly was not imagining it was a physical manifestation, but I did bump. I like, I couldn't really move, but I tried to wake up my husband next to me. I was like, Oh my gosh, something's happening to me, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because I was feeling this, but, um, I did, uh, it, it increased my trust in my, in my faith, you know? So yeah. then when the bumps in the road came, you know, we moved and I got sick. We've come to find out it was a burst pituitary cyst. I don't know if anyone has ever had that who's listening, but it's like, a, if you don't know you have the cyst and then it bursts, mm -hmm. it, it's very hard to find because cysts, you can't see yeah. the, the cyst fluid, right. you know, when it's burst and it was like an aneurysm, you know? And so I had to, I quit. I just had to quit my job. I couldn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't know what was happening to me. Uh, and it was sudden immediate. You felt like something exploded in my head. So my wow. whole life changed there. And I had to remember the experience I had and the dream that he gave me and how he had kind of confirmed it by the experience in our backyard, you know, recreating that dream and me being pregnant when I didn't realize I was going to be pregnant. You know, it was all part of this dream. I had to go back to that to draw from that to move forward in his direction. And I did yeah. think, well, maybe this has something to do with him changing my direction. Mm 
Yeah. You know, so it was nice that he gave me that deposit before it happened so that I knew when it happened, okay, this isn't the end of the world. He might be trying to change. I can trust him. He showed before right. maybe where my life might go. Mm-hmm. So I can trust it. I'm, he's maybe shifting my direction. And yeah. I can tell you though, I was a lot. So I just had had my baby. That's what caused the pituitary cyst when I started lactating to nurse her. But, um, so here I am, I had no job now and I didn't make any friends because I was working all the time. And so I had no friends. <laughs> I had this child and it, we're new to this area. And so I finally one day said, I, I need Christian friends. God, if you changed my direction, if you're yeah. the one who shifted me off my course of being a lawyer to a mother, and mm-hmm. then I didn't know what he had in store next, but um, then please provide me Christian friends. And I'm walking to the park, which was one block away. I'm walking to the park now and it was raining. I said, I want friends now. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. think God always listens to our demands like this, <laughs> you know, but I think he had pity on me and he knew what I was going to ask him, but I was like, I'm going to walk to the park. It took me like five minutes to get there with my daughter in the stroller. Mm-hmm. And I said, and I want friends at the park. Those are going to be my Christian friends. Please, please let them be there. And I'm thinking who's going to be at the park today. It's raining. I go to the park. There are only two moms at mm-hmm. the park that day. It's normally packed, but there are two. I'm like, those must be, I remember telling myself, those must be the friends. And uh, do you know, I'm friends with them to this day. And they are the most Christian women I know. And they invited me to be in their play date. I, the way I lured them in by playing with their little three-year-old boy playing ice cream stand with him. And I'm sure they're like, who is that crazy lady? But that got them to come over and say hi. And we started chatting wow. and they are Christian. So he answered, he knows what we're going to ask before we ask it. Right. So he answered right. my prayer and small steps of right. faith building from right. there. Yeah. And then the Bible study that I attended and yes. then ended up leading and then ended up starting, you yes. know, so, uh, and then the books from there, but the, you know, yeah. Yeah. And the so, books and actually the experience I had. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, it's amazing how, you know, God will set us up for success. He sets us up for success. It's just, it's up to us to follow God's lead. You know, if we follow Amen. God's lead, just keep the faith, uh, trust him. And then he set us up for success. That is that is a beautiful testimony. So he had your friends waiting there for you because he already knew you were going to ask. <laughs> yep. He already knew we were going to. And, you know, that what you said. And that's why, again, I just love your platform because success is glorifying God, mm-hmm. which means oh, yeah. fulfilling our purpose that he created us for. Right. Yes. So we all. All we have to do, it could be wherever we are. It doesn't have to be anything big in the world, by the world standards. See, by the world yeah. standards, I thought I was going to be the successful attorney, right? Yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, Sarah, I needed you to get that law degree, but I don't need you to be what you think you need to be. I put the desire in your heart, but it's, you're misdirecting it because that's what our flesh does, right? Yeah. And so yeah. just putting our hope in God and aligning us, our will with his allows us to go in his direction with that exactly. same desire, right. you know, the same exactly. desire that he plants in our heart. And I like to call them bumper lanes. Like when you're playing, you know, with kids, you have kids, like when they're little and you have to put the bumper lanes in the, when you go bowling and you have right. to put the like inflatable things in the, right. To keep it you know, that's God. He's better. like to stay in the bumper between the two. Yeah. the guy. Right. So uh, we just need to stay in between those. Right. Uh, just stay on the lane, right. The narrow path, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, so where is Fruits of Faith now? Um, I know I don't want to stay too, too long on that, but I do want to, because I want to move on. There's so much to talk about with you, with you. <laughs> <laughs> which is, and that's a good thing. 
So where's uh, yeah. where are you with Fruits of Faith now? Is it is the uh, ministry still active? What are you guys doing with that? Mm-hmm. The ministry's still active. We have uh, it's been around for four years now. The the Bible study itself has been around for about eleven, but when we tri- when we uh, evolved into Fruits of Faith, and it, it has a board of directors. We're all over the country, and we meet virtually. We just did a Bible study on Revelation virtually. We have a small um, private Facebook group off of the Facebook page. Well, we have a decent following on Facebook, but the private Facebook group is where we delve a little deeper, right? And okay. it's the Fruit of Faith Ministries Facebook page. And we are going to go through this book that I wrote starting in January. Okay. And so we're going to do a study on the best is yet to come starting in January. But we're also on Instagram and It really has evolved into, see, I'm getting my, so this is interesting, right? So I wanted to be a lawyer and what I'm getting now, what I felt him put on my heart about four years ago is to get my master's of divinity in apologetics Hmm. and apologetics is really being a lawyer for God, right? It's, it's defending and advocating for the faith. They teach you the rational and the reasonable arguments to defend the faith. Oh, wow. That is apologetics, Christian apologetics. Right. And it's from the Greek word apologia. And it just and it, they used it to defend, to advocate for their and more of a legal setting. But when you do it for Christianity and, you know, Christianity is a reasonable, logical, based face. I mean, it, it based faith. <laughs> it is a you know, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And it's not a crutch. It's not based on feelings, although it can involve feelings. You know, it can help you when you're down and when you need it. But it is ultimately true. And I think in our culture today, it is hard for a lot of people have obstacles, intellectual obstacles to accepting faith. And what apologetics, Christian apologetics does is it it um, helps eliminate uh, provides a bridge over those obstacles. You can accept that gift of faith because the gift of faith is a gift. It's waiting there for us to accept it, right? Mm-hmm. Just like our calling yes. in order to fulfill our purpose, to have success in Christ. That is our gift that we need to receive, but we're not receiving it because we have a barrier there. Uh, and yeah. for today, because there's such a plethora of ideas, we have a yeah. war on ideology and it's hard to discern yeah. and sift through them all the ideologies and say which one's true. Right. We know. And if you really genuinely seek truth, God will sh- reveal it to you. Right. right. He will. But um, for some people, that. they need they need the arguments. Yeah. Right. They need the arguments. Some people aren't seeking, you know. Right. Right. And then there's just so many. There's um, it's it seems that nowadays there's so many of these different ideologies it's so it's something mm-hmm. new every day. And I was trying to trying to remember one in particular. Um, it's not it's not so new anymore, but it's like, um, oh, what do they call it? If I think of it, it'll secular humanism. No naturalism, secular humanism, postmodernism. No, no. Believe it or not, I think it's even <laughs> it's even in simpler terms than those. Um, yeah. Oh, it was right there on the table. I, uh, I can't remember the, the words are not coming to me now, but it's this idea that That's okay. um, there is no hell that um, everybody makes it to heaven. Uh, inclusive inclusion. Uh-huh. The uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah. called, it's called inclusion. Um, 
but that it just everybody goes. All you have to do is believe in believe and that's yeah. it. <laughs> you know, still live the life. Yeah, yeah. That you have always lived. As long as you say, uh, I believe that Jesus Christ lived and died. You know what? You bring up a, you know, I love that you explained that. Yeah. Keep going on that. Yeah. yeah. And that, and that, that's just, that's, that's, there's, but there's so many of them. And that's, that one there has just been one that is just, has been so prevalent here recently. It's like, it's, everywhere that I'm looking, you know, and a lot of people, they want to accept that idea. They want to accept that because they want to still be able to live a life, (laughs) the lifestyles, keep the lifestyles that they've had. They don't want to change. They don't want to obey the word. They don't want to be a peculiar people as, as the word of God says that we are. They don't want to present their bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. You know, they don't want to accept those things. So all of these different ideologies that people are hearing, um, that's another reason that these arguments, they want the arguments, they want the debates because they want a reason to continue to live the life that they want to live, basically. Yeah, and uh, so that makes it hard. Right. So I've said, I was saying all that to say, um, you know, you've, you've just introduced me to something, the Christian apologetics. I've never heard that before. I love never it because I think... It's going to grow because people are realizing as, you know, pastors, theologians, that it is essential. We have become anti-intellectual. Faith Mm -hmm. has been bifurcated from the public sphere to just a private sphere. It's okay if you keep it to yourself. If the church knows its place, you know, society is okay with letting the church exist. Mm -hmm. But if the the church ever peeked its head into politics. Oh, yeah one's vocation, then that's not allowed. Keep to yourself. That's your private beliefs. Mm -hmm. Well, truth by its definition is exclusive, right? Truth, there's only one truth or else it's not truth. We seem to think today that truth is subjective and can be whatever works for you. That does not work. That's not truth. And so we, as the, I guess, ambassadors of truth, Mm -hmm. by knowing the way, the truth in life, Jesus Christ, we are required required to infiltrate society and to if in, uh, influence our culture, not the other way around. But what right. we're seeing and what you've just explained is that culture is influencing the church. And we, you know, the church is not a threat to culture. It's not even relevant anymore because we turned gray and we that blended so in true. with culture. That is so true. Right. And it's right. a and that's where Christian apologetics, everybody, it doesn't have to be this fancy thing. You don't have to be a lawyer. You know, you mm-hmm. just are someone trained in rhetoric and logic. You, We just have to learn the, the logic of our faith right. and not only think that it's a, like I just described my spiritual experience where I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's wonderful. It's not going to happen for everyone. I don't know why he gave it to me. He needed to hit me over the head pretty hard, I guess. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it, you, you can you can come to know Jesus. You know, I said the chicken or the egg, faith and reason. Faith is the gift you have to accept. Some people get it before they understand the faith, but some people have to understand the faith and then they are able to accept the gift of faith. It's still by faith. It doesn't discount faith, but, you know, we cannot become totally anti-intellectual. That's not what God, he says, love me with all your heart, your mind, or your soul, your strength and your mind, right? He doesn't leave the mind out of it. So, yeah, that's really where Fruits of Faith has evolved kind of. Right. Right. And that's good. And I, I'm glad we kind of shifted shifted into that, because, again, you've introduced me to something. I r- made sure I wrote it down because I want to do some research on this. Um, 
very interesting. And I'm, I'm, it's my prayer that, you know, all of the listeners out there, you know, even as we're talking about this, the, the importance of being able to adequately express your faith and, and convey why you believe what you believe. That's very, very important to me because you have so many that are searching for something. And it's almost like you have to it, not, not almost. It's, you have to prove why Jesus is the way um, you do that with your testimony. But people want something more substantial. OK, well, that ha- that's that's your testimony is what you'll hear. That's that's you. That's that's not that's not for me. That that way of living is not for me. We should be able to know how to express why it is for you, because Jesus came to save that's the right. world. You know, all of us, not just yes. not just me, but all of us. And so, um, you know, this is for myself as well, everybody, as well as everyone that's listening. It's important that we do the research. The word of God tells us that my people perish for lack of knowledge, but to continue to educate ourselves so that we can adequately express our faith to those that are lost, to those that don't know, to those that have questions, um, as well as live the life, be be the life Amen. and the light that people can see so that you're not just saying it, but that you're living it. They can see it as well. They can see it as well. Yeah, so. can't be it. The best apologetic argument is the life of the apologist. <laughs> I, I say, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. They have to be, they have, yeah, they can't be a hypocrite, although we'll all be hypocrites, the, but you know, yeah, you know, turning back, repenting, and all that. Right. That's good. That's good. Good. Amen. Good. Um, so we talked about the um, uh, the fruits of faith. What what is? Tell us about the the other one, chalk talk. What is chalk talk all about? Well, chalk talk uh, was at the beginning of fruits of the faith. We started this chalk talk ministry for uh, interacting with your children. We made it kind of you know chalk talk is for when you put plays on you know the football plays, you know, how they draw out the X's and the lines, you go here and you defend this person. Well, that's kind of the idea behind it was to engage the family for the parent, the father, even better Yes. to really, really wanted to engage the father, you know, and uh, get them talking through scripture with their children in a more strategic way at their level in a fun way, but in a way that enables the father and the mother to interact with her children and teach them the truth of scripture, you know? Um, And it it kind of has been more absorbed. It's still on our website. It's kind of been absorbed into the uh, argumentation part of it. And argumentation is proving right. You know, it's, it's really a very respectful, loving way. That's Christian apologetics. It never argues to be right. You know, it persuades. Anyway, I wanted to say that because I felt like it sounded kind of argumentative, but it's not at all argumentative. Yeah. Right, right, right. I understand. But yeah, so Chalk Talk is, yeah, so it's still there and it's, it's still a great resource that we have on the website. Okay. So, um, any of the listeners, we can we can all go out to the, go onto the website and, and and just get more information about these and even take part. Are are they able to take part in the the Bible studies, the virtual Bible studies? Yes, absolutely. If they go to the Facebook page, they can join the private group. We we basically everyone in who agrees to the roles and. Yeah, it's going to be a great, I think it's going to be a great study. We're going to have a video and we have moderators who are engaged with the people and lessons Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. There'll be lessons. on. Okay. Okay. Well, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So on to the next, you have written a book. 
titled The Best is Yet to Come. And I went to um, Amazon and I downloaded the book and I'm so I'm excited to read it. Tell us about the book. Tell us what inspired you to write the book and um, and how how's the book doing so far with as far as the reviews and things like that. Well, thank you so much. I am super excited. I have it in my hand too. I, um, this book has been a long time coming. It's about a third of the original book. I think okay. we're going to have to write it in two parts. Okay. <laughs> I was, in, see, I said, God has to knock some of us over the head a little harder than others. Mm-hmm. I really was going down my own road and he really did not want me to go down the road that I was on. Um, I actually, before I had the dream where I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, I was studying for the bar exam uh, right after law school. And I had a voice tell me when I was, um, I I believed at the time it was God's voice because it was an audible voice. And he said, I'll come for you when you overcome your vanity. Mm. Mm. And I was scared to death. And I just froze. And again, I woke up my husband who was next to me and I said, God just spoke to me, whether this is a dream or not. I, you know, it was definitely on point, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it was, so what confirmed that for me was my husband said, you're not really vain. I mean, he really didn't care what I look like or anything. And I, that was the only definition of vanity that we had. And, um, in our minds, you know, we, again, weren't really steeped in the word at that point in our lives. Anyway, I knew I felt in my heart, that God had sent me a message. And so I somehow found a Bible immediately in the bedside stand, you know, next to me, I just randomly opened the Bible that Mm. immediately after I heard that voice and I opened to the first page of Ecclesiastes, which I had never read before in my life. Mm. And the first thing I read was vanity of vanities. All is vanity. And I knew I was like, that was for me. And so (laughs) again, he, so he very early on, he told, told me I was vain. Then my husband and I went to Florida for a vacation and we watched a special on TV. It was about the end of the world. And it was all the, what do you call those people who don't speak the truth, but they prophesy about the future, you know, all the psychics and the psychics, sorcerers and stuff like that. That's what this, yeah, all all the bad stuff. So this, this was a network special. It was like NBC. ABC. It was a network special, two hours, and we just happened to flip to it, and it was about the apocalypse, but from an unbiblical perspective. And let mm-hmm. me tell you, it scared the wits mm-hmm. out of me. I yeah. because when you don't, when you're not walking with God, you know, or at least as closely as you should be. So, so the next morning, I go to the beach, and I'm thinking, I just need to relax and get this out of my mind. And I picked up a couple books from my suitcase that I bought. Do you remember back in the day when you could buy books on a mail order catalog? You know, yes. you buy like 10 for $1 <laughs> yeah. or something like uh-huh. that. <laughs> and CDs the same way and tapes. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I did that. I didn't. I just picked random books out. That sounds good. That sounds good. That good. And I think the box came. I grabbed a couple. And that morning, I grabbed one. And I didn't even look at it. Took to the beach. And it was a book about biblical prophecy of the end times wow i couldn't believe it right after i watched this network special wow and you can't make that up and i read it on the Mm. beach from beginning to end and i walked away with so much peace in my heart yeah and so much hope and i thought i came back from that vacation and i gave the book away to a friend i loaned it to a friend because it was so wonderful Mm -hmm. i wanted to share it 
And I thought the book was called The Best Is Yet to Come. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I'll just order another one for me. And I got online and I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked. It did not exist. I'm like, where is that book? I cannot mm-hmm. believe it. I know I read that book. I was yes. like, am I making this up? <laughs> I'm like, I gave the book away. I'm sure it exists. Well, about 15 years later, I find the book on the stacks of my local library when I'm doing my Master's of Divinity studies and I'm doing some research. There's the book. And it was yeah, called something different. Yeah. And I realized I'm like, all those years, I couldn't get it out of my mind. I was supposed to write that book. And I knew it even at the time. I was like, I think that book was, I think I'm supposed to write a book in the future. But that's weird. So I just like tried to forget about it because I didn't want to really write anything at the point. Oh, so, um, but I knew for a future time, this is what God put on my heart for a future time when there will be a lot of fear of circumstances, a lot of fear of what's to come in the world. They're mm-hmm. going to need to know that the, about my plan and that same yes. hope and peace that you felt by reading this book, they're going to need. Now I'm a, you know, no best-selling author out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so why he wants yet. to write this book, I don't know. And I'm sure yet. I'm not yet. That's right. Thank you. But I did it out of obedience. And it was, I just knew the time was now. I just knew the time was now. You hear this, the best is to come all over the place now. I think politicians are using it, everything, because people need hope. Yes. And, you know, the only They're true hope anyone's going to find is in the truth. Yes. They are looking for something. And the world turned on its head in March of 2020 really truly turned on the tip before that it was a, it was going in that direction but mm-hmm. then overnight we woke up to a pandemic uh lockdown you know literally. shortages literally death sickness it was all all that all those images came back to mind from you know that early television special that i watched and i realized this needs to get done now yes whether you know and that's what it addresses it addresses Revelation. It addresses Daniel. Those are two prophetic books in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it talks about God's character. And it goes over his plan using three of his characteristics slash promises. Because, you know, everything God is, is what he does. He is the essence of everything he does is not like we are judged by our actions. Mm-hmm. He is what he does. I mean, yes. he is, I am, he says, you know, so yes. there's no way to parse and separate his actions from who he is. Yes. And so it great. It really goes over grace, justice, and hope. And mm-hmm. that's what his plan accomplishes. It is what he, it does. And it's a reflection of who he is. And so if we understand the God behind the plan, yes. we won't have to fear the plan because there is no fear in God. And if we though for those who to follow him like you know, we don't just believe it you know you, you believe in jesus but you have to also bear fruit you know to evidence that belief and for those who do do that um we are safe in god's care we yes. don't have to worry about what's to come yes. the best is just to come for us and yes. so it goes also over the new Islam, but it goes also over very current events yes there's a lot of current events in this so not politically speaking but biblically speaking like where do they fit in yeah why should we be concerned why should we pray about these things you know so yeah okay this well i'm i'm excited to get to it um so a couple of things one how how long did it take you to write the book so um i started writing in 2016 
that's when I felt the urgency to start writing. And then I put it away. It Again, it was three times as long as this book. And this book is decently size. It's like 274 <laughs> pages. But the original book, which maybe someday I'll publish, includes an argument and, and a, a rational argument, a philosophical argument with evidence that ties, which is huge now, DNA into the one source, God. And it's DNA, not just as the molecular level of life, but as... Um, in other, the shape and functions of it found in across all the divergent fields of sciences, cosmos, um, in scripture, hermeneutic wow. science. Be- and it's just fabulous. And I don't know. Sarah, that it's is amazing. Such an interesting. It is so amazing. And the things that they're, I said, the cosmos is shaped like this too. It has to be because hermeneutics is shaped like this, uh, which is hermeneutics is the, um, interpretive interpretation of scripture it's it's the when you look into the different genres and the shapes that they use to convey meaning anyway i won't get into that and so then you got the molecular level of life which is dna and then you have um anything that's close to god's essence and so um anything that he created using his speech which is you know everything should have this stamp on it and they're really finding right now that cosmos is shaped like this too there is so much coming out and i was like of course it is they're seeing these concentric rings. It, it's it's a little, little bit complicated, but anyway, that was the original book, and so then I parsed it down because for an immediate release of the um, character of God and the facts that are included in Revelation and Daniel and yeah. um, the hope that we have in His promises yeah. for this book. And so it probably took four years to write, yeah. but I, you know, yeah. getting this ready for publication took about two months. Right. Okay. Well, it, I mean, it sounds amazing. Just that alone. I'm like, we're going to have to have a conversation about this. Or if you could just lead me, lead me in the right direction to do more research yeah. on that. That is, uh, that is very interesting. That is very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've never I heard of anything it, like that. With, I know. I, I couldn't even believe it. I, I, I mean, when I was doing the writing over these last four years and he, uh, he would tell me now go look up this now go look up at that and yeah. I'm like wow I'm just so tired of writing I don't want to do it and I would go do it and it would blow my mind I mean I learned about hermeneutics first right from my study of my master's of divinity studies and then when he said go look up DNA and I realized that it was this I could I could understand not having studied any science I could understand the functions of DNA in these complicated you know scientific books because of what I had already learned from the bible studies mm-hmm they mirrored each other. It was crazy. So anyway, saying, I hope that someday I, I'm sorry, what is that term you're saying? Hermeneutics? Hermeneutics? What are you saying? Hermit, hermeneutics. It's yeah. It's the art and, st- and science of biblical interpretation of okay. unpacking scripture. Yeah. In a very, there's a, there's a kind of an art and a science to it more than just understanding what it means to us. Yes. You know, and as we inter- live it out personally, there was a there's a meaning that the original author intended to convey using the mm-hmm. word and the genre that they chose. Like Paul chose letters, right, to write. Um, but there's a, a oh gosh, there's just all these. There's law, you mm-hmm. know. There's the gospels are their own genre, and they right. all use a yeah. kind of a different style of writing. You know, right, and so you have right. to understand that style of writing and why the author would choose that style of writing, because he and then you'd under, then 
you put yourself in the position of the first century audience or earlier, and you realize how they would hear it and what meaning they would get from it. And that's the meaning that still applies to us today. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Oh, this is so good to my soul right now. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, good. Um, well, awesome. Okay. So, um, Okay, I did ask that how long it took, but I what is my other note? Okay, you said three things that that the book um, addresses: grace, justice, and hope. Can you just talk a little bit, uh, very briefly, a little bit about about those three? Yes. So grace is getting some. I, I this is how I define it: grace is getting something you don't deserve. Justice is getting something you deserve, mm-hmm. and hope is the combination of them both, because we want God's kind of justice even if it's something we deserve, right? And we want God's grace. Yes. And this is all holy <laughs> grace. It's it's the, I call it the holy warranty because God doing any of this stuff is way different than humans doing it. We'll yeah. never get it right because we don't have omnipotence. We don't have omniscience. We, yes. we don't know everything. We're not everywhere. We don't, we're not all powerful. We're not all good. In fact, we're not yeah. even close to good, right? And so, but God is. And so when he when he executes perfect justice and perfect just, uh, grace, it gives us true hope, yes. right? And that is Jesus Christ. But, I mean, we could truly not have to worry about what's to come. The best is yet to come for those who get a dose of grace, of God's grace and justice. So mm-hmm. what is for believers, what's the different kind of justice that we get than unbelievers? Well, Christ stands in our place. That's the only difference. The justice is served the same, but for believers, Christ stands in our place because God's holiness doesn't change. God's holy. He never changes. He does not, is not capable of changing. He has one standard. And what is his standard? Perfection, right? We cannot dole justice out on us because we're not perfect, but he did it on Jesus. Right. Right. And so it goes through that and explains grace in the holy way that it's supposed to be understood. It goes through justice. And that's why the tribulation has to happen at the end of the church age, because he's justice. And so there's going to be, he's a just God. And that seems like that doesn't seem right in our minds, but that's because we're not holy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's got it figured out and we don't have to worry. And then we got to have so much hope because of that, because now, because of that, we that's the living, we have that living in us through the Holy Spirit, that expectation of what's to come. We have a deposit now for the full possession of it when we get yeah. to be with him face to face. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So oh, that's, this has that's been, just, yeah, this has been, this is just so, so good to me right now. <laughs> so, so good. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Um, um, the book, it sounds amazing. I'm so glad I have it. I'm going to, I'm going to go to sleep reading it tonight. Um, pull it up on my Kindle and I'm going to be reading that tonight. I'm so excited just to get started, just hearing about it because, you know, I went on and purchased, I wanted to try to read as much as I could, but because of, um, events this morning, I was not able to, um, I wasn't able to get into it before the interview. So, uh, I'm really excited to get into the book now. So, um, is there anything in particular that you would just like to share with the audience right now? Um, we've been on for about 45 minutes. I always like to give all of my guests an opportunity to just kind of deposit, uh, into anybody that may be listening, anything that you would like to leave with us before we close out this interview. Sure. I would say, because based on my journey with 
Christ, right? And he's nowhere near done with me yet. I have a lot that he still needs to burn out of me and work out of me. But, um, and he, like I said, he had to hit me pretty hard over the head to get me to shift course. A lot of, I would consider almost supernatural events for me personally, which maybe isn't supernatural, but he spoke to my heart, right? The Holy Spirit saying, you know, come on, Sarah, get it right. But we don't, I guess I would say in a positive way that if you're feeling like God has a purpose for you, which he does, and you should be feeling like that, mm-hmm. like that don't wait. Don't, you don't have to be like me and you drag your feet and, you know, have to, I went through a lot of trials and tribulations, you know, in order to get on to God's track instead of my yeah. own. Yeah. And I would say that you are, don't doubt that. I guess I would say, believe that you're like, I think God is telling my heart or speaking to me, or I think that wasn't a coincidence. I think that was a confirmation of yeah. something that I believe God wanted for me. Believe it. It, yeah. it move, especially if it, it aligns with scripture and God's will, you know, don't do anything that violates scripture. Don't think that, you know, better. Only God knows what's best for you. Right. But do it. Go in the direction of God's will for you. Don't doubt it. Don't second guess it. Go there now because right. that's how you'll get success in Christ. You'll glorify him. And that's our greatest purpose. Yes. And that is the greatest amount of success we can have when we can lift him up in the world and help someone else know him too. So that's, yeah, I hope that they just move in that direction without hesitation. Right. And that's, again, that's what the success in Christ is all about. It's stepping out in faith, believing God at his word, uh, believing that God is going to do what he said he would do. And even through you, you know, a lot of us just do not believe we are, are worthy enough for that. We have the ability to do so much. I mean, I, even the things that God gives me now, I'm like, okay, how can I do this? You know? You know, God, why are you telling me to do this? I don't have the ability, but then next thing you know, it's done. But it's not through us or on our own, but it's through him that we are able to do it. And so that, those are great, great nuggets to um, to share. So you guys heard it. You heard it from Sarah. You know, don't be afraid. Just do it. Do not procrastinate. And that's another that's a whole nother podcast show right there. Procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Amen. Right. So the book, guys, the book, The Best is Yet to Come by Sarah Broyhill Anderson. Sarah, tell us, where can we purchase this book? It is available exclusively on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And so you can get a Kindle version or you can get a paperback version. Uh, the Kindle version's marked down right now. And um, the paperback um is not, but it's still not very much. <laughs> and uh, let's see, I'm hoping to make an audio book of it because I know awesome. a lot of people like to listen to these, you know, in the car. Yeah. So I, I'm going to, I'm starting, I'm going to start working on that because I'm in this, okay. I'm in this book for the long haul. Right. You know, it's not one right. of those things. I think uh, this will be something that I uh, stand behind for a, for a long time. And so, yeah, yeah. I think uh, it, I don't have the audiobook yet, but I'm still planning on getting it out. Okay, there. perfect. When and when was this book released? It was released December 8th of okay. 2020. Okay, all right. Awesome. All right, guys. So you heard it exclusively on Amazon. You can download it on Kindle. That's what I did. I downloaded it. And or you can purchase the actual book. There's really nothing like the you know, I know people love the um Kindles, but I'm I still love the hard versions. <laughs> 
I still love the regular book. So if you are one of those that are like me, you can you can also purchase it as well. Um, I did purchase the Kindle version just so I could go ahead and read it quickly. Um, but yeah, go to Amazon.com and get your copy of The Best is Yet to Come by Sarah Broyhill Anderson. Sarah, you are on several social media platforms. Tell us where can we find you and how can our listeners connect with you on social media? Uh, thank you. I think the best way would be through the ministry, which is Fruits of Faith Ministries. Okay. And that is on Facebook and Instagram. It okay. has also a website, Fruits of Faith Ministries uh, dot com. Okay. Uh, and then I am on Sarah Anderson. Also, you can find me on uh, Facebook as an author, Sarah Anderson, the author account, as well as an Instagram Sarah okay. Hill Anderson. So that's uh, that's where I can be found right now. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, what is your email address? If anyone else wants to interview you or maybe book you for something, um, do you have an email address you can leave with this? Yes. My email address is admin. So it's A-D-M-I-N, like administration admin, at my full name, sarahbroyhillanderson.com. So that's S-A-R-A-B-R-O-Y-H-I-L-L Anderson. Okay. And I'll also, you guys, uh, on all of the uh, podcast platforms, I will also have all of this information in the description boxes where uh, this podcast can be heard. So all of it will be there for you to view as well. So Sarah, tell us, what is it that you're doing nowadays? Now that the book is out, um, what is it that you're you're up to now? Well, now I am um, trying to get book signings and respond to inquiries about the book. Uh, but I'm also going to start the online study through the Facebook private page with that, mm-hmm. getting plans for the, you know, posts and everything for the 2021 year. And, oh, my goodness, raising five children, a dog and a husband, yeah. you know, all <laughs> that, that entails. Right. Well, good. Thank you so much. This was a pleasure and just very informative for me. I mean, everything was just really just so good to my soul. You know, I have a lot of things I'm going to go back and research. Um, never again, I hadn't heard of this Christian apologetics. Uh, that's new to me. And uh, yeah, I want right. to I want to learn more about that. I know I wanted to go back to school and get a, a second master's in something. And I was thinking of divinity. Um so this is something I'm going to look into. Thank you for this information. Nice. I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> and I can't That's wait to wonderful. get into your I think book. You should. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait to get into your book. And uh, you know, I'm just thankful. Thankful that we had this talk. Thankful that God, uh, you know, connected us together. This is this is amazing. You know, and I I'm going to be praying with you nothing but the best, and that God just continues to elevate you and and all of your gifts and definitely uh, the book, much success in Jesus name and uh, just many blessings upon you, your endeavors and your family. Thank you so much. And the same to you, air ministry. I just love it. I think it's wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, guys, you have just heard Sarah Broyhill Anderson. Thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the show today. It was definitely a pleasure. This has been just just so nice guys so again i'm going to leave all the information where you two can get in contact with sarah if you want to book her for any book signings if you'd like to interview her if you have a platform that you'd like for her to come on and talk about her book again the book is titled the best is yet to come and i can tell it's going to be a good one i cannot wait to dive into it i'm going to be sharing my thoughts um 
at the end of this podcast, after I've had time to edit and get on and and read a little bit, I'll tell you guys a little bit about it as well. So thanks again, Sarah, for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I it, This has been such a pleasure. You are just a gem. Thank you so much. Well, guys, you heard it for yourself. Sarah Broyhill Anderson, she is just a jewel. And I mean, this was a great interview. She's got a lot going on. And I don't know about you guys, but I am excited to dig into this book. The best is yet to come. I'm going to also leave the information where you can purchase this book. I'm going to leave the links in the description of this podcast so that you can go in, go on and check it out for yourself. I've already got my copy. I'm going to start reading it immediately. And I'll let you guys know just how good it really really is thank you so much Sarah uh, once again for being on today's show this is a great way to end the year 2020 and to begin the year 2021 God just knows how to do it wonderful guests are going to be coming to the podcast I have just rededicated myself to success in Christ and as long as you guys are listening I am going to continue to pour myself into this ministry I'm just so grateful to God for giving it to me You know what, guys? As always, I want to thank you for being a part of Success in Christ. I want to thank you guys for just listening to the testimonies of these wonderful individuals that uh, I get an opportunity to interview. It is a pleasure to serve. I just thank God for um, just having the willingness and the ability to be able to serve in this capacity. I love it. I love learning just more wonderful things about him and learning what he's doing in the lives of people. Hey, guys, I am always here for you. If you have any questions, comments, if you need prayer, just hit me up at info at successinchrist.net. Email me and I will definitely get back in touch with you. Thank you to all of you who have reached out for prayer. Um, I pray that things are working out for you and I'm continuing to lift you up in prayer. Info at successinchrist.net. Remember to go on and you can find Sarah on Amazon, her book on Amazon, or you can find her on Instagram and Facebook, Sarah Broyhill Anderson. Again, I'm going to put the information where you guys can connect with her in the description. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Success in Christ podcast. And I will talk to you guys again in the next episode here really, really soon. Be on the lookout for some great things in 2021. God is great and greatly to be praised. Let's look forward to more wonderful things from our Lord and Savior in 2021. Keep your head up. And it is my prayer that you and your family have a blessed and prosperous week. Until next time, have a blessed one. Bye-bye.